Hello and welcome to Don't Shoot the Deputies, a podcast run by two deputy heads living on opposite sides of the country. In this episode, we're taking a short breather from the current subject-specific episodes we've been producing. Like all of you teachers out there, we're pretty exhausted as we enter the final week of the first half term. So we thought we'd take a moment to stop and reflect on how things are going. So before we catch up about the last couple of months, we wanted to bring our listeners up to date with some of the things we've been doing and sharing online. Steve, do you want to tell people about the subject-specific podcasts I've just mentioned in case any of our listeners have missed those? Absolutely, no problem, Russell. Well, first we had our PSHE and RSE episode with Lucy Markovich, which has had lots of listens lately. And I think people are really keen to ensure they're well informed about the new statutory requirements. I want to hear some great tips for effective PSHE teaching. Then we had our diversity in history episode with two excellent contributors from the Historical Association. Now, this one's a great one for curriculum leaders and history subject leads who want to ensure their curriculum reflects the diversity of perspectives. And most recently, we had a belter, absolute belter of an episode with Mark Enser, looking at geography. Being a geography fan myself, I was so grateful to talk to someone so passionate and articulate about the effective teaching of geography, um, but also someone who could give some sound advice about the actual curriculum design. Yeah, perfect. Thanks, Steve. There have been some great episodes and we've had some really good feedback from people about those. So please do give them a listen. And I wanted to share with you all uh, a bit of information about where you can find us online because we'd love to connect with you all if we're not already. So you can find us on Twitter and Instagram on our handle at Dynamic Depths. And we also have a group on Facebook called Make an Impact Education, where we've now got, wow, well, over 10,000 members. And we really love our community, Steve, don't we? It's, it's a great place to feel supported, have a laugh at the silly things we share, you know, things like Beyonce dancing to the Harvest Samba. And you can also pick up a bunch of free resources. So we've recently been resharing some reading resources we made a long time ago um, when we didn't have such a big group. So we're really just putting those back out there sort of resharing one or two a week for those who've just joined us and we're getting some really lovely feedback and Steve a lot of other people share on the group as well don't they some some great uh, resources and ideas absolutely it's a non-stop fest of resources a couple of giggles and a lot of sound advice along the way now speaking of our Facebook group Russell we did put a little thing out earlier asking for people to capture their first half term in five words or less I reckon we should share a few of these now and reflect on how we relate to them as deputies trying to help lead our schools through this interesting time and go from there and see what people have come up with. Yeah, that sounds really good, Steve. So where should we start? Pick one that you're kind of uh, looking at now that sort of stands out to you based on your experience this half term. I am literally scrolling as we talk. And a couple that really stood out for me, actually, from the same person is Carolyn. And uh, she really sums up quite well. It's a little over five words because she's done a few of them. But first one up was lovely to have the pupils. And how true is that? Mm. I don't know about you, Russell, but working in lockdown, it was tough. But the actual hardest thing was the limited amount of pupils you get there. And you, you really harvest your energy into working well with the pupils that are there and thinking about your online remote learning. But when you have a full school, there's nothing like that buzz in the school. 
yeah it's been really lovely to see the children again and you know it's it's been a real challenge hasn't it because you're seeing them all and as a deputy or a leader in the school you're sort of seeing them all some at a distance some you're allowed to be a bit closer depending on what bubbles you're associated mm. with um so i'm sort of strongly associated with the year six bubble because i teach in there and i also do a bit of teaching in the year two bubble but you know we've been really conscious as as leaders in the school recently about not being in too many of those different bubbles mm. but yeah lovely to see the children and it's nice that carolyn picked up on a positive there because there's been a lot that hasn't been so positive this half term for people and us included Steve it's been a it's been a tough time hasn't it oh 100% I remember standing on a really wet day and we've come bang on about duties and my whole life feels like it's a duty at the moment <laughs> but there was one particular day it must have been like a Thursday really bleak dark morning rain pouring down took a brolly out but the brolly was rubbish didn't even stay up for a second and I was just getting drenched in my coat no shelter, but it was these smiles to the children as they come past me. I was like, that makes it a bit worth it, doesn't it, really? It's like, they were so positive about walking to school in this pouring rain. They kind of took away this element of, oh, this is awful, because actually that's what it's all about. But I do completely agree. And actually, Carolyn sums it up perfectly when she said, working over directed time. Mm. Now, at the moment, when we've got every platform of learning possible, is there such a thing as directed time? Because mm. it feels like we've done all our hours in one term. Mm. Yeah, there's been a lot to figure out there. I think we'll, we'll come back to that in a minute. I was just thinking when you were talking about duties, there's been a few people mentioning <laughs> masks. I've got uh, Natasha saying, get your mask on, please. <laughs> and uh, yeah, masks has been something like, like all schools, you go in with your risk assessment and then you tweak and refine things. And where we are in, in Devon, in our particular spot of Devon, we've had a real peak in cases. So things like making sure you are masked up has been really important on things like that morning duty. And I have to say, I found that really hard. I've just ordered some some visors to instead of the mask because I realise how much I communicate with my smile in the mornings and the afternoons with parents. That's, that's something I do. You know, I, I like to make them feel welcome and be friendly when they walk through the gate. And at the moment, I'm like, rawr, rawr, and they can hardly hear me through my mask. And I'll probably just look like a sort of a, a hopefully half friendly pair of eyes um, <laughs> with, a, with a hood up on that bad weather, like you say, Steve. So, yeah, it's those duties have got a lot longer and I know that's the case for everybody and I know it's not just senior leaders but for me you know in the past I used to go out about I don't know 8 40 in the morning and I'd be back in for just after nine and now I go out at 8 20 and we have this wider window in the morning that children can come in uh, during and that's just really odd and I sort of yeah I find that duty really strange but on the plus side Steve my steps have been up quite a bit <laughs> I reckon I've dropped a couple more pounds because of that. I don't know about you, Russ, but I literally click on my Fitbit every time I'm out the front of duty and think, I can get in a sneaky couple of hundred steps here. Yeah, how many more laps can I do of this one bit of playground? Absolutely. I was a bit upset because the caretaker has this sort of um, strange hoover thing where he hoovers up leaves and acorns and you know, <laughs> kicking an acorn around the playground when you're starting to get a bit bored is my sort of standard thing. And he, he sort of sucked them all up the other day, which is a bit of a shame. don't know about you, but to make a duty really interesting, interesting you know, I have to stand on the inner gate of the school for when um, the parents come at the end of the day mm. and I try and I have to call out what class is coming out so all the parents can come over and stand on the lines yeah try, try and do it with a different accent every time that just spices it up a little bit <laughs> I've really found that they enjoy the Mexican accent <laughs> wow Steve I'm You're not right. gonna do one for you now but I'd <laughs> 
I yeah, mean, let's come, let's go to it. <laughs> for those of you that have just come across me and Steve, you might not know that we used to work together in Kent and I relocated about five years ago. But Steve, I never, never remember your sort of diverse accents when I last worked with you. So it's nice to know your ongoing development has been quite, um, yeah, quite significant. My accents are Trabian, Russell. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh, well, what else have we got here, Steve? Let's have a little look down this, uh, these comments. I'm looking through and something that jumped out at me was um, the word sanitize. Yeah. Sanitize your hands before you do any activity. As Becky said, sanitize your hands before insert any activity. Or on the flip side, it could be sanitize after any activity. Because I don't know about you, but mm. my poor hands, they used to be fairly soft and now they are just red raw from sanitizer. Oh, it's so true. Yeah. Tracy's also said, are you sanitized? Yeah. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just those constant checks, isn't it? And I think none of us could quite understand until we entered this. I mean, we all kept schools open in some form during lockdown or most schools did for, uh, for key worker children, but the intensity and pace of being back in an environment where school's meant to be as normal as possible and you've got school development plans to try and implement yet you've got this world of covid work in parallel it's just mentally exhausting and the reminders to the children and the reminders to yourself and remembering like now we're using masks every time we're in the corridors and stuff remembering to pick your mask up every time you leave your desk you know it's a just it's that whole extra bit of mental energy you need for every little step of the day. But yeah, sanitizing. I just think like we're going to have a whole generation of children that associate the smell of sanitizer <laughs> with this really significant period of their life. They say smells the most evocative sense, don't they? Like this is going to live with them forever. Hopefully I've noticed even with my, my one-year-old, wherever we go around local shopping centers or to the supermarket, I just see her every time we go up to the front. Instead, she used to just blow kisses, but now what she does is rub her hands together as if she's no. faking sanus i know poor little girl <laughs> i'd love to say she's a genius but no, no. Uh, hey well what about this one so sarah says exhausted and scoffing chocolate mm. how are you how are your energy levels and your health habits steve are you uh, are you looking after yourself well as as you may know i did the uh, couch to 5k over lockdown yeah it was going brilliantly actually to be honest yeah. with us. I, was, I was really managing to get some nice sub sub 30 times on the old 5k which is nice. good for me in my old age yeah. I must admit, and I, this is prior to me having a chest infection this week, so being off, my chocolate intake and my cider intake at the weekend, they were definitely creeping up there. I don't know about you, but it's where you go. I spoke to my um, other half about this. I have breakfast, then I have a break time 11s, then I have a proper lunch, and then get over and snack and dinner. That's all just to survive <laughs> the day because I would be in bed by 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. And I know Jane somewhere summed his one up as being in bed by 8 p.m. Now, I sympathise with that one. If I got to 8 p.m., I was lucky. And then the bake-off come on, mate. And, oh, gosh, it pushed me to 9.15, 9.30. <laughs> <laughs> oh, seriously. I mean, I have to say, I did the worst physical health habits all through the original lockdown. You know, I properly gave up on myself as a human being and decided <laughs> I didn't matter. Like, I had a pint of ale every night. I did no exercise it, the timing was dreadful for me because back in January I dislocated my shoulder so when lockdown started I was still not in a condition to do any exercise really um for some months so yeah I was 
dreadful. I ate every bad snack going. Um, and when I hit summer and like everybody was just emotionally drained and physically drained, I just I said to myself, oh, I've got to do something about this now. Like it's not even about vanity and not having a chubby belly, although it's probably a bit about that. It was about, <laughs> you know what? Like I just don't feel good as a human being. Like, I don't feel right. So I tried really hard over the summer to get into some better habits and lost a few pounds. And then actually, I'll tell you what, the revelation for teachers out there, if you're struggling energy levels wise, my wife bought one of those rebounders, which is a posh word for a mini trampoline. Um, <laughs> but it's just not, it's not springs. It's like bungee rope around the oh. edge. And it lives in our lounge. Steve, it is amazing. Like seriously amazing for your fitness and your health. Like uh, the, the last sort of half a stone I really needed to lose is just gone because I don't know, I do like 10, 15 minutes a day. That's it. Um, and you can do it while watching the telly. And it's quite fun because you're just bouncing. You don't have to of do any clever mm. technique or whatever. But <laughs> honestly, I have to say, and I really mean this for anyone that's struggling either mentally or physically at the moment, is it's done wonders for my mental well-being as well. Because while I have been exhausted and I've like you, I've wanted to be in bed by nine every night. Um, I feel better in myself and I feel like a bit healthier and a little bit more physically resilient to deal with the things that uh, I'm going through because it is a strain what's been put on us and you know I remember do you remember when we did the podcast with Emma Turner and she was talking about the uh, vicious cycle of tiredness and then bad eating habits and then not exercising and so on here here no easy in teaching so my top tip if you're out there and you're thinking have a look on on amazon or i'm mm, sure go check other, it out lots mm. of other uh, uh you know retailers um but yeah anywhere between sort of 30 50 quid you can pick up a half decent rebounder and just do it while you're watching telly in the evening so we whack something on netflix and i bounce and try not to be Ooh. too annoying for my wife who's just trying to chill but, what's yeah. your tipple on netflix at the moment um to be honest because i'm bouncing i can't really see it because <laughs> i'm just up and down um well i'll tell you what we've got disney plus as well and um Ooh. which is meant to be about the kids but actually it's got all the marvel movies so we've started doing that as like we do um family film afternoon on a saturday afternoon which is lovely but my little one who's seven has got like the worst attention span ever um <laughs> so she's got really bored of it and, and won't let us watch it so me and my wife have decided this week we're gonna just chip away at the marvel movies in the evening so we've we've done the first couple um that you're meant to have been the correct order us yeah, yeah i know yeah, that's what yeah, we're yeah. doing that's what we're doing so um yeah so it was iron man and i think hulk's next but you have to pay for that it's not it's not oh. um because they didn't produce it disney so <clears throat> wasn't that good mate skip it oh really <laughs> skip Hulk. all right cool so yeah what what um yeah, what, back on track yeah sorry what else are you seeing on the group so we talked sanitizer we talked we have oh do you know what steve's come up with a couple of crackers not it's related into no sadly not me but um <laughs> this steve can have the plaudits because uh i love how he's um really used our first term in terms of film and he said the shawshank redemption reimagined <laughs> oh, God, or, yeah. or bill and ted's disappointed adventures <laughs> yes it, it, has, uh, it oh. has felt like you're in a movie sometimes hasn't it and yeah a bit of, bit of groundhog day actually yeah i think the bit the bit that is I can't even begin to articulate the um, oddness of is when you do have to start closing year group bubbles. And unfortunately, we've been in that situation where we've had to do that at times recently. And, 
you're geared up for it and you know at some point this year it's likely to happen you hope it won't and you do all you can to avoid it but when it does like every circumstance is so different whether it's a teacher whether it's a ta whether when they were last in the building if they're part-time or full-time because you're establishing when their last point of contact was if it was a child if it was a parent like every circumstance is super unique and however many plans you might have done you're learning really fast how best to handle these situations and every situation is different in terms of when do you find that out like the first case we found out about we found out at quarter past eight on the morning well <laughs> that wasn't much time to give that year group notice they didn't need to come in so we got a message out quickly but I was having to stop people on the gate and send them home as they came in so it's like that kind of mental energy to deal with things like that is is really full-on and I just want to applaud everyone that has had mm. to deal with closed bubbles or staff members that have even if you've not even reached that point yet and you've just got you will have had people that couldn't be in school because they were off getting tested and waiting for results and it's just it is so tiring and it does make the job less enjoyable and you know we started the year this year with a really clear school development plan and priorities that we thought were manageable and reasonable and a bit of an extension really of last year's stuff and the things that didn't get finished last year and we started so well and you know but the last week or so for us has really demonstrated how all of that just becomes sidelined and you're just dealing with making sure everyone's okay physically and mentally and just dealing with what's in front of you and you know I'm I'm really proud of my team and my staff for the way they've kept going during a really tough time and 100% and I think credit where credit's due for anyone in any situation at the moment it feels like we're just trying to survive day to day but also part of being in education is having that long-term strategical plan and it's a big ask and can I just add, given that like my whole team at school have done brilliantly in the last week, mm. and this last week we've had a review, a formal review go on in a couple of days, but the 11 plus and countless other dramas have cropped up. And I mean, we've had staff absence. I've been absent this week myself and the guilt of people who are not in the school as well. I can imagine mm. that because I'm not the only one. I'm, I'm conscientious and I've, I always want to be there, support the team and be there. Um, however... I come down with a really chronic cough last week at the weekend. Mm. Got a test on the Sunday, but for the Monday, because there's no test at the weekend. Takes three days to come back. I knew it wasn't COVID. I could just tell in my mind um, it wouldn't be. But then I've, I've obviously got a bit of a poor um, chest infection and asthma's crept up a little bit as well. Mm. But it's that fact that you're not in the building. Yeah. And the staff are brilliant at shielding you away from the dramas that are going on, but you know, when you just want to be there. So yeah. for everyone who's had to take time off, be it self-isolating, getting the test or legitimately poorly, like, mm. I do feel for them because that can affect your well-being as well and your mental well-being oh, and the fact definitely. that you're not there, you could be viewed as being weaker than the rest of the team. Or, mm. like, I won't swear, but crap happens sometimes. Yeah. You have got no option. You're right. And, and, you know, we're so used to as a profession, like soldiering on when we feel a bit rough and it's really hard for teachers at a moment like you, Steve, where you might have tried to keep going a couple more days or whatever, but now you can't take that risk because it's not mm. actually about you in that situation. It's about all the other people you could make unwell if you, you went in. And I think to be honest, we should take a bit of that in normal circumstances. You know, I've seen mm. lots of teachers come in when they shouldn't and then make other people ill with normal colds. So actually it's something we could do with remembering even when this is all over, but certainly more than ever, we're not soldiering in when we feel like 
well, if we've got a temperature or we've got a cough or we've got some of those symptoms, because actually it's just not worth the risk. And it is horrendous when the testing doesn't do its job quick enough. And regionally yeah. where we are in Devon, you know, you can be in one patch and you've got a result in 24 hours. You can send one off from school, which we tried at first quite a lot and people waiting five days um, for a result because it's going up to Glasgow and all sorts. Or do you know what I mean? Like every, mm. every um, where you go to get a test gets you different kind of um, speeds of results. And in the meantime, like you say, you feel guilty. And particularly, you know, I've had colleagues say to me, oh, if it comes back negative, I'm going to feel really stupid. Well, no, you, you, you did the right thing because you got tested when you needed to. Um, and if you're negative, that's a blessing. And we'll, we'll just be really happy about that and get you back when you can be. So yeah, credit, like you say, Steve, credit to everyone that's had to deal with just the strain of that, whether they've been in school or at home and yeah. Yeah, and I think on the flip side, I mean, it just shows what strong educational community we've got. That people can be off because they have to be off, but the rest of the team, no matter how tired and exhausted they are, will always pull together for the goodness of every school. And I think that's a a credit to the kind of characteristics that teachers hold. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I've, I've had staff who they have vulnerable people in their households and they're coming mm. in every day and doing their bit. So, yeah, incredibly brave and courageous at the moment. Um, we've got a couple of people saying things like, uh, you know, Anna says the end is in sight and Pam says one day at <laughs> a time. And I think you do have to sort of find those ways of giving yourself a little bit of strength and calm at this time. And the one day at a time thing that Pam says, I think, is is, is a really good mentality because, I think there's a tendency for us all as human beings to get lost in imaginary scenarios in the future. We talked about some of this in our wellbeing um, podcast, Steve, didn't we? And mm. actually, you can absolutely mentally exhaust yourself just through thought and just through imagining something that's not even happened. And, you know, no one's about to say, oh, next half term is going to be a piece of cake or whatever. But actually, don't decide now what next half term is going to be or what, even what next week's going to be. I think life's taught us at the moment to just take a day at a time embrace the experiences in front of you and through all of this you know we will grow and we will develop children will make progress we will evolve as human beings and come out stronger uh, the other side and yeah it's fine to feel rubbish mm. some days and to think you know I can't do this and I don't like this but I just encourage people not to get too lost in in the future when the future's so unknown but really that's the case all the time even even yeah. pre-covid you know we never know what what the future holds and i suppose if i asked you back in february were you worried about march and april you might have been worried about sat steve or something like that but you certainly weren't worried about a, a pandemic um <laughs> yeah yeah that mm -hmm. crops up are there any other uh, comments steve from people that i mean i'm loving yeah i've got a few uh, well um, alcohol jenny. <laughs> oh let, we'll go there but jenny yeah. said um challenging overwhelming voracious innovative and dedicated i think that just sums up in what you said then with all the challenges and the adversity that we're facing and it is overwhelming it has given us a chance to be innovative and uh, create new opportunities for children in this really somewhat restricted curriculum at times i mean it has given us the opportunity and i mean i personally have loved every second of the focus of pshe and well-being when we've returned to school Right, it's something that can get really overshadowed in traditional years, and I think just dedicating the outright time to a subject that has been tricky. And I think again, I'll come back to our podcast with Lucy when mm. she really gave some amazing tips on how to deliver PSHE because it's one of those that used to be a circle time or a really short 20 minute lesson. Giving it that additional time has really 
empowered our children, I feel. So That's there is good. that chance to be innovative, yeah. And I think with PSHE as well, it's not seeing that or the more traditionally academic subjects as it's not an either or. It's like, no. you know, if I'm if I feel kind of settled and safe and secure in school, then I'm gonna learn better. And yeah, it all interlinks. But yeah, I love all the references to alcohol. I've got yeah. one in five gin. words. Gin, 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 <laughs> rum. <laughs> I love the ratio oh, there. Four gins yeah. to one rum. Um, tell, tell Sarah that we'll be round at the weekend. On the yeah, ones. thanks, That's Sarah. Perfect. Yeah. And, uh, um, well, oh, what about sanitized bubbles, patience, and gin? Oh, yeah. Amanda, that was perfect. Yeah, that's now, absolutely true. How about having a bit of gin while in a bubble bath? That's got to be quite. A, <laughs> that sounds a like my kind of bubble. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The thing <laughs> about bubbles, like the death stare, I know I give other people accidentally, or that they give me if I get too near their bubble that I'm not meant to be in. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. Uh, Russell, I've got to say that the uh, meme you did with the dogs. The, the dog that was looking out, thinking my friends. <laughs> I mean, I put my hand up. Sometimes I've. I have friends in the other bubbles, and it's such a sad start to just waving them through the windows. Like an episode of Slide, Sliding Doors. Do you remember that film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it feels, isn't it? Like the doors just shut on you. Yeah. There's a friend that I love. Like, yeah. Well, we were talking about it this week that you, you know, you, we, we start the term with lots of guidelines and things to keep people safe. And then you get a few cases and you're like, gosh, what else can we tighten up? You know, and it's, it's really sad because. I think every school tried to start in September being COVID safe, but also allowing for the fact that they were a school <laughs> that had to run and do all the things that a school is meant to do. And it's really sad that work for so many teachers out there has become this place where actually human contact is really limited. And, you know, you think what a tough job it is and we're still being expected to do that job and more at the moment, the things that normally get us through is that natter with our mate at lunchtime or a, a joke after school or a couple of people gathering together in someone's classroom and having a bit of a rant and all those things have just had to stop. And I think it's really important that leaders realise that that takes its toll on teachers. And, you know, I, I know that I'm having to constantly temperature gauge kind of where my my colleagues are and make those calls on when I'm going to actually not worry about the staff meeting I had planned or you know we've got an inset on the first day after half term on the 2nd of November and loads of curriculum plans for that and we've just really really slimmed it down what we were going to do because mm. we just know people won't have the headspace for everything we did originally want to do and that's that's tough this year as a leader Steve isn't it it's finding the balance between still delivering a school development plan but actually keeping your staff yeah. from yeah and who would have thought we'd be using so much Zoom and virtual staff meetings, mm. virtual inset day? It's just another level, isn't it? But I must say, Debbie, actually here, uh, from a parent's point of view, just put, how do you do it? Respect. That's, that's like, I don't know how you feel in um, your school, Russ, but actually the conversations I've had at the front of the school in the mornings, parents are really grateful for how we've set up our our entrance and exit to the school, how we're keeping the children safe, how we're, we're pushing and we still have that high expectation and aspirations for all the children to catch up and succeed. And they've been really kind and thoughtful in saying, look, we appreciate you've got a life outside of school as well, but well done on what you're doing for the children of this school. It's really appreciated. Yeah, they have been really good, Steve. I've had the same experience. And I think parents realise that for schools, this is like an impossible task to try and deliver this great education, keep morale up, be safe, 
mm. they know we're dealing with children who will just walk up to something and lick it um you know <laughs> we're, we're dealing with all of that and uh, and well and, yeah, and, and they taught their children at their little chairs for six months and probably didn't find it that easy, did they? So. Exactly. So they, <laughs> they realise what a task we have when we've got 30 in a class. But no, they have been supportive. Mm. And even when we've closed bubbles and things, they've realised that we're trying really hard to keep things going and to do what's right. Um, for our children and staff so yeah no I have been grateful for that Laura puts dead on feet but happy and I thought that's quite oh. nice because you know it just demonstrates doesn't it that our well-being is not always <laughs> what I believe Steve is it's not as associated with our circumstances as we thought you know I used to believe that the things I was going through determined whether I could be happy or content and uh, I'm not saying my moods are high all the time. You know, I've no colleagues have said to me this week, you know, you're right. Do you seem a bit down? But I know that's just my mood, Steve, my well-being, like at my core, I'm OK. And I'm, I'm, I'm soldiering on and I feel solid. And I know that, you know, it's really normal when you've got things happen to you as a school or you're tired. What I do now, Steve, is I just don't trust when I'm having those negative thoughts. I just think. I'm, I'm just a bit worn out. Uh, I know that at my core, I'm okay. And if you had asked me halfway through Friday, was I okay? I probably would have thought in the moment, no, I'm not. But, you know, with a bit of rest today, we've, we're recording this on a Saturday, having some connection with my family. I, I know I'm fine. I know I'm good. Um, I could do with a couple more early nights. But, uh, yeah, it's lovely from Laura. I'm so glad that mm. she, she knows at her core she's okay. She's happy. That's lovely. Anything else you want to pick up before we close off, Steve? Only that I see a few of them, um, such as Deborah saying, am I still breathing? Or, um, <laughs> or you've got Matthew said, are we done yet? And I think yeah. um, Sarah said, hardest in 25 years. And it has been a real struggle. I don't think anyone mm. will deny that. And that's why online hubs, like our group in itself, that's why they're so useful because they actually allow yeah. you that, that freedom of mind and just to see that everyone else is in a similar boat and we're all on a different journey in the same situation, but we can help each other come through this as well. Um, so I was just thinking, Russ, because uh, I think you just summed up the well-being brilliantly there. I'm going into the final week of the term, and then we'll go have one week off, possibly two if we have a circuit breaker like they all talk about at the moment. Mm -hmm. What would your advice be on how to deal with that week off, if not two weeks off of work, mm. um, caring for yourself, balancing between job and rest what would you yeah. do Russ for me Steve I think the hardest bit about teaching we've talked about it before is it attracts perfectionists and conscientious people that want to do right by the children and me and you are, are like that and were when we were just class-based and not not deputy heads as well and I think what I've come to realize over the years is that the very best offer I can give the children that I teach or that I'm there for or or in my current role more the staff I'm there for is a good version of me that is well rested energized not snappy and so on so you can kill yourself all half term planning everything to meticulous detail making sure every slide of every lesson is is amazing and you can go back on that Monday feeling completely burnt out and your plan might be perfect but your delivery and your energy might be so below par because you haven't put you first so I would just say I know this is really really hard for teachers but decide what things really need planning to that meticulous detail um, and focus on going back rested looking after your physical health as well as your mental health because they're all interlinked 
And, and for me, that's the best offer you can give those kids when you go back in the next half term. You will be more present. You'll be more mindful. You'll be more inclined to connect with them and meet them where they are when they come in on that Monday. You go back tired, ratty, overwhelmed because you've not put yourself first for a week, then you're going to not do them the service that you want to. So, uh, yeah, prioritize your own well-being. And I know that's really hard if you're in a school which doesn't always value that. So I'd also call to leaders to be decent, compassionate, mm. nice people. And if you've been out of the class for a while as a head or a deputy, please just take a moment to listen to the experience of your staff. If you break up this Friday and everyone looks absolutely out of it, take that as a sign that you need to let a few things go a little bit. And, and that's hard for leaders because you're so worried about accountability. But um, if you've got no staff coming back in the next half term because they're all completely out of it, then uh, accountability is is useless anyway. So that's my advice, Steve. I think you've just summed it up, mate. That's a perfect way to end the podcast, actually. Um, please, everyone out there, do take some time to yourself, whether it's a week or two weeks. And don't be really tight with it and think, I can only have a two-day break in my half term. You can have a bit longer. You, you should have a bit longer because like Russell says, coming back fresh and the best version of you you can be is better than any written plan that would be on a piece of paper. What a lovely way to end. I hope the last week or so goes well for everybody. If you're listening a bit further down the line, I hope these messages still resonate for where you're at in the school year. Please do listen to the rest of the podcasts that are coming up soon. There are going to be some more um, subject specific ones. We're hoping to tackle science and reading in the next couple of weeks, which are biggies, I think, for all schools. And we hope you enjoy those. Please, 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 if you listen to these podcasts and enjoy them, leave a rating. If it's on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a rating. Five stars are the best. Uh, <laughs> so please do that. But as well as that, a review. And look, we don't do this for likes and accolades. But the, the fact is, when you do bother to leave a rating or a review, it bumps us up charts and it exposes us to more people. And we would love to have more people around the country and well, around the world know about our podcast, Don't Shoot the Deputies. So also use that hashtag if you're talking about the um, podcast on social media, um, hashtag Don't Shoot the Deputies. Have a, a blast this week or whatever time you're at in the term and we'll speak to you again soon take care take care everyone Deputy, the deputy.